You're out of order. I'm Grace. I'm Bridget. I'm Courtney. I was trying to think, what does Judge Judy say? But I don't. Does she have a? I don't think she has a catchphrase. She says, I'm a bitch. Yeah, she's just sassy, I guess. Yeah, she just says, you're a dumbass. Yeah. She said, you think I care? She said, show me the the piece of paper. You said that at first you really sounded like her. You had the. Oh, um, wow. That power behind it. It was my improv training. We'll get to it. But I, I, I was just really filtering her through my myself. Judges and improv. We're not talking about Judge Judy today, folks. No, no. And this is the Gossier. I don't think we said it. Oh, I we thought didn't. you did. This is the Gossier. No, sorry. I, didn't. Oh. I left it to you, Bridget, since you're editing, but you really dropped the ball. Wow. I dropped the ball, folks. <laughs> wow. Here we are. Wow. Well, as you know, it's the podcast where we point fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually not at ourselves, but Grace but chose if we have chaos. To, we will. <laughs> <laughs> we are not safe. Uh, we're not talking about the Grammys this week because we don't want to and we don't care. None of us yeah. care about the Grammys. And if we all Sorry. saw that headline, I think it it reaffirms our feelings. Even as an Olivia Rodrigo fan, I don't care about the Grammys. Yeah, yeah I would talk about the American Music Awards before I talk about the Grammys. <laughs> I don't think I would. <laughs> I notoriously don't really listen to music so i just couldn't it, like what, what am i going to care about on the grammy like and by that yeah. i mean like i i do listen to music obviously but i i don't follow it closely my day to day i just listen to podcasts because i find voices talking more comforting than and like it's easier to focus on other things do you think that I- works for your relationship because then alex is like hey babe listen to this and you're like oh yeah that's that's great. Like it's it's not like you're going to have a huge critique on like music. I, yeah, he's a music well, guy. No, be, actually, that's I, I'm so glad you asked that because the, the truth is that he'll play something for me. This has happened in the past. We've gotten in the fights and we've gotten past it where he'll like play something for me and I'll be like, yeah, it sounds good. And he'll be like, no, I like want I want your honest opinion. Like I want critiques. And I'm like, it's like I, I don't know what notes not are. know how to critique. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Uh, aside from like, I have opinions about music. I, I mean, I love pop music. I realized in college when I was trying to be like, oh, I like the black keys and like the da 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 da, which I, I do. Um, I've just realized that pop music's my favorite because it's fun and I can dance to it. But point is, is that aside from not really being up on like current music trends, I have not a single part of me that is musically inclined. I took voice lessons for years. I cannot sing. I cannot read music. I do not know what notes are like what Grace said, like you said, mm-hmm. it is a joke, but it's true. I if I listen to someone singing and someone's like, wow, they're out of tune. I'm like, I don't hear that. Yeah, I to was me, watching, I hear someone singing. I, I, I can hear someone American out of tune. Song. I just can't hear myself. I, I can't during during the American Song Contest. When I think it was North Dakota, it was like two weeks ago was going. I was like enjoying it. And Alex was like, oh, North Dakota is pitchy. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I just tell. hear someone doing their best. He, his ears. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I could not stand up there and do that. I'm like, like singing I'm, a whole song. I'm hearing so gratitude when, and hope <laughs> when I when I hear someone who is not singing well, like if I'm going to see a musical or something and I'm like, oh, they kind of sound flat, even though I don't really know for sure. That's how I know that they're actually bad is if I'm able to pick up on it. Oh, yeah. that's a good. 
Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, Alex like, oh, she's pitchy. And he'll also like when we were watching Tick, Tick, Boom, he was like distracted because the music and like the voices were so tuned in like post. And it's he like, I hear hope that. they are. It's a yeah, movie. I was like, yeah. okay, I don't care. I don't know. I think it sounds great. And he's like, it sounds tuned. And I, which he is a big fan of auto tune. Don't get me wrong. He's like, everyone's auto tuned. It's like an amazing tool. It's a standard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, so that's not like where he, he's not like, it needs to be pure, but it's like, he can just like hear all of those details in a way that I can't. So he'll get mad if I don't have critiques for him. And I'm like, I literally do not know. It sounds good. Whereas if I show him something I've written, he loves to offer critiques. <laughs> Men. Yeah, Men. seriously. <laughs> Especially white cis men. Yeah, they love to yeah. offer critiques on anything. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's jump into our first segment. You have to tell me. It's a segment where each of us bring a little bit of goss to talk to the others about. <laughs> so Grace, you have to tell me Survivor Potato Gate. Okay. As fans of the pod know, I am a hardcore Survivor fan. I don't bring every Survivor thing here because I know that they are boring to people who don't watch Survivor. But this is sort of interesting. Um, I'm not going to get too deep into the details of gameplay that need to be understood to understand this. I'm going to give you the basics. There's a thing on Survivor that you can get called an immunity idol. You get immunity from tribal council if you have it. Um, But in seasons, in the new seasons, they've kind of changed the immunity idol to be something called a beware advantage. So there are three tribes. Each tribe has one idol. And if you find it, congratulations, you found the idol. But it is not activated. In order to activate it, you have to say a silly little phrase at the immunity challenge And until all three tribes have said their silly little phrase, the idols are inactive and you lose your vote at tribal council. Those are the basic mechanics of these. Oh, wow. Of these idols. Do they know what the phrase is? Yes. They tell them all three phrases. So you know what phrases to listen for. And they're a little goofy. Like, for example, this season, the phrases are. Number one is it's a classic tale of have of a bunny having its dinner in the mailbox. Number two is. There's such grace in the game of soccer. It makes me cry. And number three is potatoes have skin. We have skin. Are we potatoes? As you might imagine, potato gate is about that third phrase. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. May I ask one more question? Absolutely. Sorry. So each phrase is connected to one of the immunity idols or each phrase is connected to each team. Okay. Both. both. Um, Because each each team only has one immunity idol. And so, okay. Yeah. There's one idol per tribal tribe camp and so each tribe only has the opportunity to find one understood got it so you have to say it at immunity count at an at immunity challenge and obviously you want to say it artfully in order to you know not be found out i'm not going to get into all the gameplay of whatever anyway do other tribes know the other people's phrases anyone who has found the advantage knows the other phrases and anyone who and people can tell their alliances so with small tribes, most people end up finding out all of them. Got it. Okay. They like to gossip. They're just exactly. like us. Yeah, well, there's just nothing like else us. to do. There's nothing else to do on the island. Yeah, it's, you have to. That's it's very frowned upon to tell someone about your idol, but people just can't help it because it's yeah, so exciting. exciting. Anyway. Understood. Okay. Okay. So, a lot of rules. Got it. Yeah. So a couple tribes found their idol already. 
one tribe has been saying the phrase for weeks. Another tribe has been withholding their phrase because they just want to know who has the idols. And when they get to the merge, it'll be activated anyway, which is smart strategy. Oh, um, okay. But finally, the third tribe in this week's episode was like, we should start looking for our idol because you know there's going to be an idol at your camp if you're on Survivor. So they start looking. The drama is last week, there were two people who were up you know, with the potential of going home, Tori and Swathi. But in the big season long trailer, they showed Tori saying the potato phrase. And we know that a silly phrase means she found an idol. So everyone's like, well, we all know Tori found the idol because they showed us that in the season preview. So there's no stakes. We know Tori is not going home. And so everyone was all pissed off about that, which my thing about that was like, I was like, who implicitly trusts a reality TV show trailer? Not me. Yeah. Yeah. I was there for misdirection on purpose. Exactly. As a Bachelor fan, and Courtney knows this as well, the trailers are meant to mislead you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that I don't give you enough to make you think that you know what's happened. Like, I mean, this is obviously what misleading is, but Mm -hmm. like, it's like even what you think you can predict all the different variables, it's like still not quite actually what happens. It's like, it's how they get you. Cause then you're like, Oh, I guess I'll watch it. And then when I watched, slightly turned on Ted, you're like, oh, my God, I watched Colton Underwood jump that fucking fence every week for like 12 weeks thinking, oh, it's happening next week. Like, clearly it's happening next week. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That sounds like uh, like a season where you really got duped a little bit. Yeah, we should sure oh, well, on multiple fronts. Yeah. Sorry, Grace. Continue. But the point is, as a longtime Bachelor fan, I don't take any stock in what a trailer shows me. Like, I'll watch the trailer. I'll enjoy it, but I don't take stock in it. So I honestly, when I started watching Survivor, never really paid attention to the trailers. Number one, because at first I was binging it, so I don't need to watch the trailer. I'm going to watch the next episode right now. And number two, because I just assumed they would mislead me. So I didn't really pay attention to this trailer until people started tweeting about it last week about how they were all upset because Survivor told us that Tori was going to find the idol. We know Tori is going to find the idol. And so Tori is never going to go home. Well, flash forward to this week. Tori does not find the idol. Drea, another girl on the tribe, finds the idol. So now it's this whole big to do because all of these people who were yelling and yelling, yelling about how we know Tori finds the idol. They're like, well, actually, like we're still right because they led us to believe that. So we still didn't think she was going to go home. Oh, my God. Is there a Venn diagram of these people and their political beliefs? I mean, we can get into Survivor fans also (laughs) later, but the truth is Survivor fans. I mean, they run the gamut. There's a Survivor fan everywhere, but I think mostly yeah. they're liberal now. I Well, I actually can't say that because gender politics and Survivor, I, we can <laughs> unpack all of that. Uh, sep- I can unpack all of that. It's a whole other episode. episode. Yeah, that's a whole other. Uh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> and many other people have great Survivor podcasts, but that's Potato Gate is everyone being mad at the editors for showing us a spoiler and then come to find out it's not a spoiler. It was a misdirect as I assumed it was because I've seen a reality TV show before. All right. Uh, Courtney, you have to tell me Anderson Cooper makes fun of his new baby. Yes. Okay. So Anderson Cooper was on Colbert this week and he has two children, one named Wyatt, who's almost two. And a new eight-week-old 
named Sebastian, who is an infant, a baby, a newborn. And he was telling Colbert, because I saw this headline, I was like, what the hell? So uh, he was telling Colbert that when he, I guess he had an older brother who I guess has passed away because he was referred to as late. I don't know Anderson Cooper's whole story, but apparently when Anderson Cooper was born, his older brother was two and had a very hard time adjusting to having a little brother and like not being the only baby anymore. And uh, I guess, I don't know if it like colored their relationship throughout their life, but it was like definitely a thing that stuck with Anderson Cooper. So he is worried about bringing this new baby into their family and making Wyatt upset um, that he's no longer the only baby. So the way that he's counteracted that is by joining with his two-year-old son, Wyatt, to make fun of the new baby. Like it is their common enemy. And he will. This just feels like he's instigating. Well, the baby's not going to remember. Well, but I don't know, because my therapist talks to me a lot about pre-verbal things that you pick up before you can like. Oh, yeah, that's hot. I mean, story eight, eight weeks, probably not. And yeah, he's probably going to stop eventually. But um, it's just funny. He says that whenever Sebastian will cry, he'll like turn to Wyatt and be like, wah, wah, (laughs) I'm a baby. And Wyatt will think it's really funny. And so they've banded together. And like, honestly, to be fair, that one's not bad. That one's not being like, look at that worthless sack of shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, the making fun of is very light. Um, And I feel like the baby wouldn't get it. No, I don't think the baby, I don't think the baby even knows it's happening. He's just like, can you give me a bottle? Um, But (laughs) another thing that I didn't know, because Anderson Cooper, I don't follow him super closely. Although iconically, my grandmother, who's passed away, had a huge crush on Anderson Cooper. And when my mom told her that he was gay, she refused to believe it. And I was like, mom, why, like, why is she not like, okay with him being gay? And she's like, not because she's homophobic. I think she really thought she was going to date him, which is funny. <laughs> so um, anyway, I wow. found out that he <laughs> raises his kids with his best friend and former partner. Like yeah. they're not together. I didn't know this. That is mm-hmm. the, that was iconic. recent. I, I think they talked about it at the because I was almost going to talk about it on this podcast. Ooh. Oh, but um, I think it's an interesting. Honestly, dynamic. it was during a week where it wasn't the most interesting story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it basically like they had split up sometime between the new baby's gestation period, I guess. Yeah. So they oh, already had okay. the surrogate. They already planned on having a baby. And then they were like, but we're breaking up. And so they did this whole press release that like, we're still going to co-parent. We're still going to, we still care about each other and we love each other deeply. We just realized this is not the way our relationship should be sort of thing. Whoa. Interesting. That sounds so much. Especially because you're like having children together but then that is such a like weird complex thing in our society and i blame uh edgar hoover (laughs) the (laughs) fbi for pushing americans into nuclear families i blame him for most things yeah just kidding most things you hate seriously yeah uh that's a that's a scary rabbit hole he really made the most of his time on her (laughs) yeah let's say that very much so shut up that's so funny I anyway, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know this um, tidbit about them. I don't think I could parent that way, but I'm very happy for them. And I hope that this baby doesn't grow up with major daddy issues. 
I mean, I think you're opening up a door of like you're telling the toddler it's okay to make fun of the baby. And then at what point are you like, okay, you've taken it too far. And then the baby, then the toddler's confused because it was like, I thought this was a thing. Like, we I thought that was cool the thing with. we do. Yeah. yeah. The toddler's like, going to have daddy issues. Stupid sack of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, dad, you lied to me. I thought we both hated Sebastian. Yeah. You, you taught me this, dad. <laughs> you got to learn at some point that your parents are liars. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> Sebastian's going to watch this interview with Cooper uh, with um, Anderson Cooper and Colbert later and be like, Dad, what? <laughs> Is that why you didn't take any photos of me? Bridget, you have to tell me don't eat the oysters. Oh, my God. This is this is taken up a weird amount of time in my life. So this past week, last Monday, I think it was the CDC and the FDA came out and said that you should not eat oysters from British Columbia, especially if you're in 13 of the following states. And I'll list them off really quick. California, Colorado, Florida, Hawaii, Illinois, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New Jersey, Nevada, New York, Oregon, Texas, and Washington. What's kind of funny about this is that (laughs) I live close to an oyster bar that's on like Mike and I's nightly walk route. We do like Mm -hmm. night walks. And last night I was like, let's go by the oyster bar so I can see how many people are ordering oysters. Oh, no. But I also felt like I had to share this because, Grace, I know you're an oyster eater. I am an oyster gal. So I do want to know why I can't eat that. Too many pearls? I love oysters. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) No, there's a major norovirus breakout. And it's linked to raw oysters imported from British Columbia. What's a norovirus? It's like it's like a stomach virus, right? Because they they break out on like cruise ships a lot or like ah. places where people are uh, or like I think even in schools, like when you're in like a condensed sort of thing area um, or really crowded area. I'm pretty sure it's a stomach virus. Yeah, it's almost a- like food poisoning, but not quite. Very contagious virus that causes vomiting and diarrhea. So that makes sense. So you're saying saying. I could have oysters and get skinny. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm losing weight is what you're saying. So I'm going on a diet. (laughs) I ate oysters. So this came out on Monday Mm -hmm. and we went to a brunch on Sunday. And I I did you get any from British Columbia? I have no idea. Can you know? Yeah, because most places well, like. Most oyster places I've been to will tell you the region that they're from. Okay, I I went to a really bougie, very, very bougie. I don't even want to say what the place was. Say it. Soho House. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) and they do like a buffet. So like the oysters are just sitting on ice. So oysters from a buffet. Yeah, even worse. It's bad, guys. (laughs) It's not good. That's funny. But I mean, it's a week later. I'm doing fine. If I had a norovirus, I would have. I feel like default in California is that the oysters would have come from Washington. Yeah, I was going to say, I always see them from Washington or like the Pacific Northwest. Where is British Columbia? What part of Canada is that? Yeah, Canada. (laughs) Canada. I know, but on what side? I have no idea. (laughs) I know. I want to say I want to say it's on the west side, but I know I was going to say it's almost like probably right above Washington. Where um, I'm like, I only eat my oysters from Washington. I know I'll feel so they do not cross the border. <laughs> I'm gonna search on Google Maps. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely 
It's very it's much right above list. Washington. It's oh, right above. Shit. Grace, you have to tell me Courtney and Travis air quotes elope in Vegas. Yeah, the air quotes are intentional. So Courtney <laughs> Kardashian and Travis Barker got quote unquote married in Las Vegas. They went to the One Love Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas after the Grammys because they were already in Vegas. Um, and they went there at like 1.45 in the morning. They were dressed in the same clothes. They wore the award ceremony. And then they got married. Oh, uh, they eloped, whatever. Um, they they requested Elvis Presley. They paid. The person who booked their thing like didn't know it was them until they showed up. And then they were like, oh, fuck yeah. Um, Crazy. Can you it, imagine? I've got I a know. lot of questions here. Yeah, it was like a 30-minute ceremony. They came, they got married, they tossed the bouquet in the driveway, they danced to Elvis, they had a lot of fun. Um, the twist, of course, is that they did not get a marriage license. So, of course, they're not really married. They just, I don't know, had fun. I had a ceremony. That's like at summer camp when kids are like, we're having a wedding. Exactly. And they have a wedding between two people. And you know what? It's more fun that they didn't do all the legal hoops and jumps. So they're not officially married. They'll probably get a real wedding again. But they had a little elopement ceremony in Vegas. Bridget, your questions. Okay, so they're (laughs) not officially married. No. So then all the blind items were referring to last Sunday. They were like blind blind items saying that they were already married. Probably. I mean, it's also possible that there were... I mean, yeah, it's probably referring to last Sunday because it's possible that there's always rumors that they're already married because Kourtney Kardashian, for those who aren't as well versed in the Kardashian history as I might be, (laughs) Kourtney Kardashian has never been married before, but she was in a very long term relationship with Scott Disick. Right. um, For like 12 years or something insane like that. I don't know if that number is correct, but so she's never been married before. And I think a lot of the hesitation was just like, what's the point of all the legal paperwork? We're already together. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me that she's like, we're getting married, but also I was going to say it's almost like a a good move to be like, we're married, but like actually not have to deal with the legal stuff, because then if they break up, they can just break up and not have to go through actual divorce. Yeah. And they're both really rich if they end up using this as like their actual wedding. Exactly. And I mean, not for nothing. Travis has been divorced twice. Like, yeah, yeah, he knows what goes into a divorce. Courtney's never been divorced. She knows what you benefit from having just a breakup. And they're like neighbors and friends. So it's not like yeah. they're never going to see each other again. So I, su- I support this. I love eloping I in Vegas. Say, I think it's funny. Yeah, I think it's funny, too. I, I have one follow up question and also a comment. I'll start with the comment. So it's starting to give me I'm like churning in my brain. I'm like, this is kind of a genius move if they end up having a huge wedding like on the new Kardashian show or like, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. but like never actually signing a marriage certificate and only doing it in like it basically like symbolically and not like legally actually that's kind of what happened on Vanderpump rules on accident. Katie and Tom, who just broke up recently, they got married and then Tom Schwartz like, no, it was Tom. Tom Schwartz famously like lost the marriage license. So they never got it signed. And then like three years later, they're like, okay, now we have to do this. They're probably like, damn, we never should have done that. I know. But like, that's kind of genius if they do that for like their actual big ceremony, if they have one and then just make it so that when they break up, it's easy as fuck. But Mm -hmm. uh, or if they break up, maybe they won't. 
Um, my follow-up question is how far from the Grammys venue was this chapel? I'm just like wondering how far they had to wander or like be driven and like how deliberate, like, is it something that they like came upon and they're like, Oh my God, LOL. Wouldn't it be funny if we like made, no, they called ahead. So they must've been at the Grammys and then we're like, Oh, let's go to a chapel over here. Well, it's like, we're in Vegas. Let's do Vegas. I kind of love it. And I love that they requested Elvis. This is also, I mean, I feel like getting a, like eloping in Vegas used to be very like edgy and cool. And now with this, it is basic. And yeah. And there's nothing wrong with basic. It's fun, but it is no longer edgy to elope in Vegas. Everybody. I I recently read like, um, I feel like it was a vice article where they were like, Oh, people run away to Vegas to get married. And so this person was like trying to do interviews with people to be like, what made you come to Vegas to get eloped? And like every couple this person talked to, it was like people have been together forever. And they were just like, like it was easy. we've been together for 20 years, but it's just time mm-hmm. now. So like, right. I think that I think it died. I will say this. I'm going to say this might be a hot take. I'm going to say the edgy Vegas Mary died with Britney Spears's totally. Vegas wedding. Great point. Like we all saw the like weird humiliation that she went through and then everybody was like you know what maybe i should think it through (laughs) all right uh courtney you have to tell me j-lo and ben affleck engaged yeah so this i i saw on page six and basically the only evidence that page six has is that jennifer lopez was wearing a massive ring on her engagement ring finger when she went yeah yeah she went furniture shopping with her daughter in culver city right down the street from me i know exactly where they were furniture shopping they were in the helms bakery complex where they have all these like really expensive furniture uh and like antique stores i can tell just by the picture um and it's just hilarious let me share my screen and show you because it says that while they were out uh someone spotted this sparkler on her finger making people wonder if she and ben are engaged again and the best photo they have is so blurry it could be almost anything i mean yes okay it does look like it's a diamond ring but it could be literally anything let me show you okay so i've seen this picture and okay i have a couple couple opinions and thoughts and stuff that i've seen in the blind items Mm -hmm. so blind item thing that i saw is that they're only going to get engaged like oh like they're not going to get married i buy that yeah like they're both like done they with both the marriage married. they're both yeah. like in their 50s right so it's yeah. like i get that so it's kind of like we're just going to put a ring on it just to like kind of give something to people yeah but we're not really going to do anything about it that was one thing's in the blinds the other thing is i think I think regardless of whatever ring, I think if you're a celebrity and you're wearing a ring on that finger and you are seen in public, you are telling. you're engaged or, or you're trolling. Well, you, you want you're either well, you trolling want people to the paparazzi or because yes, you're J-Lo. Yes. You could yes. you know that if you wear a ring on that finger, it's yeah. getting photographed and it's getting posted like so, J-Lo didn't need to go shopping. She could have yeah. people bring furniture to her house. I wonder what she wanted. She also know? did not have to go shopping with a ring on her yeah, finger. Exactly. Yeah. 
she wanted this to be reported on and I love it for her. I do think, I mean, not to put on my tinfoil cap and I think this is a little bit too much work for what I'm about to theorize, but Ben Affleck needs a little bit of good press and he needs distracting press because Deep Water just came out. His erotic Did thriller you see with it? Anna de Armas. No, but I've heard it's very bad. And it's he's so trying bad. to take the heat bad. off the banana Resurgence. It's so good, bad. It's so I was reading. It's so I was reading bad. An article that was like, it's not even erotic and it's not even a thriller. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's like if you want to watch like something junky that reminds you of like Lifetime in the 90s, like a Lifetime movie, I would say that is a good one. And yeah, the it's, reviews have been scathing. It is so bad. It's so, so, so bad on so many levels. Like everything that on? happens what, in what? Uh, platform is it on? It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Hulu. Okay. It's like, oh, it's. I loved it. I loved it because I knew it was going to be bad, and it did not disappoint in being so 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 bad. So I'm so I think anything they can do to distract Ben Affleck, uh, to distract us from Ben Affleck in Deep Water, yeah, they will do. And J Lo's like, I'll put on an engagement ring. I don't give a fuck. I am in the prime of my career, baby. Yeah, that is true. That's Man, true. that is that's companionship. You know, that's like what you want from your partner. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Do this for me so that people get off my fucking back. OK, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, OK, yeah, I guess I'll go shopping in Culver City. She says I could use a ring chair. on my finger. <laughs> yeah, she calls. She calls up the store and is like, I'm coming. Have someone ready with their iPhone. Oh, that's so Here's funny. The she did look good. Six. I mean, yeah, she looked stunning. Just I was like, like I was like, I wish I looked that good just going like like to, out to dinner. I that's can't. that's kind of the thing about it, too. Right. That makes it sort of performative. It's like how good she looks in the pictures. It's like, yeah. And she's not wearing like she's not in any disguise. Like, yeah, she, she could have had a mask on. She could have had a hat on. No, she is glammed up. She is. She in a is. Dress. She is clear because I was thinking I was like, oh, my God. What if I had been there? Like, would I have been like, oh, that's J-Lo. And it's like, yeah, it's so clearly her. That's like all you need for the engagement photo. I'm going to start hanging out at this expensive ass uh, furniture store because that's that's where I'll Wait, did, finally spot the celebs. Did you say it was like Century City? No, it's in Culver it's City. In Culver City. Oh, it's Culver like City. I know exactly. I'm like 99 percent sure I know exactly which store they were at because it's truly this like a big warehouse full of like multiple like high end furniture stores with huge windows and the way the light is. I just know. I know that's where they were. <laughs> I love it. And it's like Alex and I went in there once when we were like going, we were just walking around and I was like, who can buy this furniture? J-Lo. It is like, yeah. And it's like, that's the answer. Yeah. It's JLo. Well, there's a Scandinavian designs there that is pretty cheap. Swedish oh, really? boys love Scandinavian designs. Yeah. Well, a lot of uh, one of my old jobs bought a lot of stuff at Scandinavian designs. Good to know. Maybe maybe we should go back there. Like, Oh, maybe I could buy a couch. The sales section, too, is nice. there. Oh, OK. Noted. Noted. Bridget, you have to tell me the weekend is asking for Kanye's pay. So as we know, famously, Kanye uh, pulled out of Coachella, although some he said, I'm not fired. You're fired. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's what the blind, that's some of the blinds are saying generous. that he was actually asked to not come. <laughs> and Coachella's probably like, whatever, report what you got to do, King. Yeah. Coachella's like, we're making money either way. Like, These we're kids Coachella. Are stupid. People will come. Um, so they were going to pay him 8.5 million Kanye and 
god. <laughs> then they got the weekend to replace Kanye and they were going to pay the weekend several million dollars, I guess less than that. And they should pay him number. They should pay him $250,000. That's how famous he is to me. Yes. <laughs> agreed. He's lucky to get the invite. Yeah. Exposure. He should, he's getting paid an exposure. I was just about to say. <laughs> he threatened if you don't pay me Kanye's pay, then I'm going to pull out. And I guess because Coachella is like tired of figuring out yeah. who's headlining well, their mean, festival. They're like, fine. I see both sides of this. Number one, if you're the weekend in this situation, you might as well ask this. Yeah, well I was going to say, if I were him, I'd also be like, oh, how much were you going to pay Kanye? So where's that in the budget now? But yeah. number two, he would play. They replaced Kanye with two headliners, the weekend and Swedish House Mafia. So if I'm Coachella, I'm like, you are half a headliner. You get yeah. half the pay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. If I, I was Coachella, was I would step up the negotiation. I do think that the negotiation would have fallen in the weekend's favor eventually because yeah. he is the more famous of those two headliners, even though yeah. I think they're both not famous. Uh, Who is but the second be like 60, 40 Swedish House Mafia. Yeah, I've never I have even no heard idea of what them. that is. They're a band. I don't know. I honestly don't know anything about their music, but I've heard the name. I was just going to say, should we know? Is yeah. that like, okay. I'm like, does I, this make me old? Being I like, think they're what EDM. is a Swedish house? Okay. Oh, it does EDM. make you old. Yeah, EDM it does is make kind of weird. Fuck. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's three white guys. Of course. Uh, they're a ha- yeah, they're a house group. So kind of EDM, which makes sense because that's the night of Coachella. It is. Yeah. Oh, OK. Because, you know, Coachella thing. Well, I don't know if you I mean, Coachella likes to do a couple different. I mean, like vibes into Coachella history. Uh, but Coachella, <laughs> you used to be able to buy a one day pass. You no longer yeah. can do that. Yeah. So it's like Coachella often does this thing where they'll kind of split up. You can see the headliners are like each a different vibe. So each night is kind of a different vibe. So like, for example, this year, Harry Styles is night one. Billie Eilish is night two. And then. Kanye was night three. I see. I see. Uh, okay. But, you know, usually like Sunday is like um, more hip hop or that or like rap. That'll be when that headliner goes. Mm. Um, so I think. Oh. And also EDA, Swedish House Mafia was kind of big because they're like returning this year. I don't know anything about Swedish House Mafia, so I can't elaborate any more than that. Uh, but. I think that's kind of where they usually stick that headliner. So I think it made sense. I see. Uh, but again, if I'm Coachella, I'm like, you are not replacing Kanye. You and Swedish House Mafia are replacing are replacing Kanye. Right. So you might be able to ask for like five million, but you certainly can ask for eight and a half. Yeah, I think that's fair. also you're a robot. Fair. What do you need all that money for? <laughs> yeah, I I think we talked about this off mic, but we're bringing it on the pod. Uh, we do not understand. We know we know objectively we can understand logically that the weekend is famous yes but we don't know how or why or why yeah yeah i know that it is agreed upon that he was snubbed for a grammy last year i don't know why yeah. i know that he sings blinding lights i know that blinding oh, lights was the yeah. number song of number one song of the year last year i know all these things i don't understand it is it just because like it's TikTok. He's big on TikTok. Apparently, I was gonna say, but I'm on TikTok. Uh, yeah, I'm on TikTok, and I'm like, no, I don't I, know what. By all accounts, I should understand it. TikTok clearly. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you think it's because when you think about like the majority of people liking something, sure. it's like really hard right now because there's so many different things to like. 
that we have access to that. That it's like he, all too spread out or something. Yeah, he's like the Joe Biden. It's like no one really like, wants okay. him or like him, uh, but it's the one we can he all doesn't sort of move the needle either way. Yeah, sure. Oh, that maybe. basically like no one hates him. Yeah. And no one loves him. Well, some people love him because famously, some I don't people know if love you know Joe this. Biden. <laughs> I, well, that's true. Um, I don't know if either of you know this. There was a bachelor a few years ago who apparently played only the weekend in the fantasy suites. Who? What? Ari. No, that's what Kendall ew. Long said. That's like a red flag. That's even I know. weirder, especially because it's Ari. Yes, it's like he, saying that was I don't playlist. have an opinion. I don't yeah. have an opinion. That, so this is my opinion. <laughs> well, OK, when they announced the weekend as the um, Super Bowl guy, um, sorry. OK, when they announced the weekend as the Super Bowl entertainment in 2021, I remember thinking like, oh, weird. Like, isn't he new? Like as though like he had just come out like that year. And I was like, interesting. They're going in a different direction this year and like giving this like young new guy like an opportunity. But it's like, but people like tuned in just specifically to watch him like people do every year for the Super Bowl show. People love him. But I don't know anyone who loves him. I I don't either. But I don't personally know anyone who does. And I feel like if someone came to me and said, you know, I love the weekend, I'd be like, I'm sorry. I cannot share anything with you. (laughs) You're going to try to MLM me. Okay, we are now on to our middle segment where we are giving you updates on the American Song Contest. You got that spark, that thing I'm looking for. If one of you want to take the lead on this. Sure. So this was week three of the qualifiers. The highlights of week three um, were, number one, Jewel performed for Alaska. Oh, good. You know, I've been getting her TikToks in my algorithm somehow. And she's I'm trying always, to come back. I, I like it, though, because I like I was a huge Jewel fan when I was 12. Yeah, I feel my like my dad everyone was, was a big Jewel fan or yeah. might still be. I remember him having her like CD when I was young and him being like, oh, Jewel. Yeah, I, I listened to it on repeat. I'm turned off on Jewel because I had a very good friend in middle school who was a huge Jewel fan and we had a very bad falling out. Oh, so, I think that makes sense. That's fair. I, the best part about Jewel in this week was, first of all, I thought she was much older than she is. She's just like in her 40s, like late 40s. She looks amazing. I mean, she's young. Yeah, if she she's had any young. work done, it's been tasteful. Although like her teeth. Her 40s, she, oh, mm-hmm. she got her teeth fixed. Well, she looks stunning. And her kid was there with her. And they asked him, do you know how famous your mom is? And he goes, yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's cute. He's like, how how could I not? Basically, it was like the vibe that he was giving. It was very cute. She won't let me forget about it. Yeah, it's yeah. like every morning she would. We're only, I'm only allowed to play her music in the house. <laughs> the other highlights were for Colorado. We got Riker Lynch, who is the brother of Ross Lynch. What does that uh, mean? Ross Lynch is a Disney Channel star. Oh, okay. uh, also the love of my life. He was in oh. Teen Beach movie. Um, mm-hmm. He's also in the Sabrina show. If people watch that, he plays her boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he's usually blonde. Uh, And he was also in a Jeffrey Dahmer movie where he played Jeffrey Dahmer. Anyway, I love Ross Lynch. So I had to love Riker Lynch, even though I am sure that his song is not good. 
no, but when I was listening it. to it, you could tell you couldn't tell me anything. I was like, this is the best song I've ever heard. I gave him 10 votes. Yeah. No, I think I gave him six. I was like so bored with him and Texas. I was really like, oh, my oh, God. Texas. I they gave had, zero votes to me. They had the same vibe, which we can get into. But I love when here's the fun although- thing about the American Song Contest for me. Um, I felt the same way about New York and Texas, where I feel like as states, you guys are so proud of yourself. You have a lot to prove. So I think yeah. it's funny when you put someone bad out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's we, a good point. Did we talk about New York last week? Or I don't think we week? did. She was last week. Oh, OK. Yeah, I didn't trust her because she said she was a lifelong New Yorker and her favorite neighborhood was Times Square. What? I said yes. no native New Yorker says that is I know illness. I know New Yorkers were upset about that. I know I, it. Yeah, I'm like no one says that. Like I think most tourists even are like, yo, Times Square, I hear you should avoid that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, go on, Grace. Um and Texas was kind of I can't even remember anything about Texas now. He the was song just is like, called he Mr. Independent. So yeah. yeah. He thought he was really giving something. I also yeah. think Mr. Independent? I know he was clearly pandering to Kelly Clarkson. I have a lot of yes. questions. What made it think someone was okay? Like men have always, it's always been okay for men to be independent. Well, I think what he, are you talking about? Am I remembering correctly? I think he might be gay. Okay. Oh, okay. maybe. I can't, I really I, don't that, remember. I, that was a question I was going to ask. He went in I can't remember year, his performance. Yeah, I like can barely picture his face. He went in one ear and out the other. His I can only picture because I have my votes pulled up. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's his picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, he does look like he yeah. might be gay. But I can't remember his song at all. Uh, other highlights. There was a couple from Alabama that I swear to God that that man was gay. Oh, yeah. No, no. OK, so I this is They're like another... we're in love and they kissed at the end. And it's like, oh, oh it I was gave them so zero gross. votes. So here's the thing. So, OK, when they because uh, when I was watching it, I texted Grace and our friend Eric, friend of the pod. Um, and I was like, they started their package for Alabama. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of like obsessed with that. The fact like with a- Alabama and the fact that they're like a couple, that's cute. And then I think Grace responded and was like, I was like, I'm a hater. I hate yeah, like, no, I hated them. I thought they were terrible. I think it's a PR relationship. And then I like watched the song and then watched them kiss each other at the end. And I was like, this is disgusting. I did a full like I completely turned around. I was like, this is not cute. Like they got me because they were like, we're an interracial couple couple in the South. And it's like we I do blah, believe blah, blah. they're you know, very like, good friends, but yeah. I do not believe they have also, ever had sex. And their I also song was not very good. skeptical of couples that perform together. I feel yes. like there's a lot of scary stories have come out about those relationships where like yes. we've all seen out, a star oh, is born. Yeah. 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 One's always an alcoholic. And belittling the other and the other mm-hmm. one has to fix everything. So it's like, I don't trust husband wife duos. Mm-hmm. And then the other final highlight from American Song Contest is Florida, who so surprisingly good. the best of the per- performances so far, probably definitely yeah. top three of mine so far. I think my favorite is still Oklahoma, the K-pop girl. She is great. Uh, but Florida is probably one of the front runners. If you're asking me. We don't know if she's moved on yet because the jury loves to let a white man with a beard singing a country song move forward. Oh, God, yeah. that was so annoying. They ranked Tennessee as number one. And his song was fine. But I was like, didn't we already get this from Rhode Island? Did you that's, need to push this one to the semifinals? That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's like, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was good. His voice was beautiful and he was good at guitar, I guess. But is this but our it was top? Like, but it, yeah, I was like, but it was not like an interesting performance and it wasn't fresh. I fucking loved Florida. 
I her song was called Your Flirt, right? It was called Flirt. Oh, sorry, it's called Flirt. And then people had sweatpants with I'm a flirt or flirt just written over the crotch. I fucking loved it. Whatever Do we have it was a on clip the sweatpants or anything. Hair. I'll pull it up. I can find a clip. Just get a little feel for what That's we're a good getting. idea. Oh, yeah, started with TikToks. You know. <laughs> I love incorporating TikToks on the show. Yeah, what's up with that? I guess that gives us a trend. got stage presence too he does yeah i'm, I'm actually kind of digging this. it's so good i i like this yeah quick pop you song can, like even even if this song like came on somewhere. Oh yeah, if I had this on the radio, I'd be like, I like this song. Yeah, I'd be like, what is this? I'm interested. I gotta see what the sweatpants say. I love them. It says big flirt, I think. Big flirt, yeah. But it's on the crotch. It is on the crotch. Yeah. Which is funny, because some of these dancers are men. Yeah. So I like I like the innuendo. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Okay, I think we've yeah. God, she's so good. I like it. That's I I'm behind Florida. Yeah. Hopefully she makes it far. And that performance was amazing. Also, I just got a news alert. Ooh. The Lady Gaga dog walker shooting suspect was mistakenly released from jail. Oh, <laughs> yeah, baby. Breaking news. He Wait. was mistakenly released from custody, and police are now searching for him. Uh, according to the statement from the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, James Howard Jackson, 19, was released Wednesday, quote, due to a clerical error. <laughs> says the investigation is continuing and the LASD Major Crimes Bureau is actively working to get Mr. Jackson back in custody. They described Jackson's release as, quote, inadvertent. Oh, boy. Are we, this, this is so L.A. County. This is like our sheriffs are probably the worst in the country. Well, yeah. Well, they're all pretty bad. close. They're all bad. L.A.'s is particularly bad. And uh, wow, this is totally something that feels like of course yeah of course i'm so sorry to interrupt but i got that um no that's a good that's no, a good, that's good breaking news yeah i got that breaking news i had to report i'm like okay so there's a clerical error how many people have to approve his release you would think that there's like a couple like fail safes in place before they release i don't someone. think there are incredible one thing hey, about- you know he was kind of like looking he was like Oh, this doesn't feel like right. But yeah, but I'm not I'm gonna like, say anything. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna grab my like one I pair of go. pants and leave. Yeah. yeah. 
And I feel like once you do let someone go, I think legally you should not be able to let them back in. Like or go after them because it's yeah, like, it does. That seem, was it your does mistake seem like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You released a menace on society and now you have to pay the price with your clerical error. Like exactly. The sheriff should be in trouble, not the person they let go. Exactly. Sorry, Lady Gaga. I know you're probably scared now, but well, the dogs lived. It's, dogs not, like lived. They, it's not like they were targeting Lady Gaga exactly. or anything. They were looking for French bulldogs. And also there's four other suspects. Like it's not like he's the one. It's not like he's the mastermind. Well, was he the one though, that alone. pulled the trigger? I actually don't know. Because that's the scary I didn't part. Too deep. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he... Let me open it back up. Maybe I have too uh, high of expectations for society, but like, if, if it were me and I was this guy and I accidentally got released from jail, I wouldn't do anything ever again that might possibly put me in jail. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I, I don't would... think he's going to go back to the scene of the crime. I think Lady Gaga mm-hmm. can feel like, OK. Yeah. Well, Jackson. So this guy who well, got out, I was just thinking was charged... she probably wanted to punish him or. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, totally, his... totally, totally, totally. So he was charged with attempted murder, conspiracy to commit robbery, second degree robbery, assault with a semi-automatic firearm and a felon carrying a concealed firearm in a vehicle. So I'm guessing he was the one who pulled the trigger. Damn. Damn. Well, I think he should be a free man now because you know what? He's 19. He made a mistake. I think he's aware of that. I think, I mean, you know, abolish prisons in general. Uh, yes. Yeah, I agree. Yes. And if you're going to have a prison, have someone who knows how to read paperwork running it. Exactly. Yeah. This is the lesson. Really? Oh, my gosh. Now I feel bad for the person who was supposed to be released and then didn't get released. Maybe. Assuming well, they that can still like release that person, ever. at least. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Not like they have to catch you. Like, like oh, I'm sorry, I can't let you go until yeah, we get one this in, guy. One out. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That'd be funny, though. I mean, terrible. But and yeah, I mean, not funny. haha funny. But yeah. <laughs> and now let's do our main topic of the day. We had a very historical week, not a very newsworthy week, but historical nonetheless. Katanji. Brown Jackson was confirmed to the Supreme Court. And I believe we have some fun facts about her that we would like to talk about today. That's true. Besides being the first black woman on serving on the Supreme Court, which is a fun fact in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's like all that you need to know. But um, I'll go first. Okay, I would love it. So something that came up when she was first announced as a candidate, um, or a nominee, I guess, rather, that at least blew up in the circles that I follow on the internet because famously, Grace and Bridget and I are all improvisers met doing improv comedy. I don't know if I identify as an improviser anymore, but <laughs> once, a once in a past life, uh, we were improvisers. And it was, and I was also seeing people post about this yesterday when she was confirmed, like she was an improviser. And it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. So, um, it's like a lot of people in college do improv, but it's still cool. I love her. She so she did improv in college. She did improv in college. She was on Harvard's improv team called On Thin Ice. Um, and I read it first as On the Ice. And I was like, I don't really get like why they called it that. But it's On Thin Ice. And she was on it in college. And, you know, of course, there are people who are trying to spin it to be like, and by people, I mean improv schools, because I have one specific <laughs> improv school that I was reading this morning. Out them, out them. They were Who, okay. who's it's already called, milking this. This is this is really funny. It's called Crossroads Comedy Theater. I looked it up. It's in Philly. 
oh, or, totally or near silly. Philly. And it's like a little article about like, oh, one of the things that's like so interesting is that she's an improviser. And one thing I always stress is that, you know, all the skills you learn, it's like when people try to justify getting a degree in theater, which to be fair, I have where they're like, you learn all these transferable skills, like teamwork and organization and like memorize or whatever. I don't know, just like collaboration in general. It'll help you in whatever field you go into public speaking, et cetera. So that's what this place is trying to spit it as is like, wow, like all of these skills you learn in improv are transferable, even if you don't go on to be like a famous actor or performer. So that's kind of the spin that yeah, Crossroads exactly. You can always, you can always get out of your improv class and rather than go on silly little auditions, you can, you too can be a federal judge. Yeah, it's you not can too also late. Be on the Supreme Court. It's like, this is why you need to invest now is because it gives you limitless options in the future. And so what the best part of this was when I was reading is that Crossroads ends their little story with saying to celebrate this historic nomination and the connection to improv. We are offering $50 off our intro Shut classes up. now through Monday. What? Use code SCOTUS at checkout. Not SCOTUS. I'm dead. I was like, of like, course they're giving they're some quite- fucking discount to be like, wow, this really historic nomination. It's all about improv. Hey, anything for a promo. They're truly bearing the lead because she, yeah, she was on a college improv team at Harvard. Yeah. She went to Harvard. She yeah. did not go to an improv school in Philadelphia. No offense. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't at- like she, yeah, that's such a good point. Isn't Harvard where National Lampoon is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if you went to Harvard and you're doing comedy and you didn't make it into the National Lampoon group, were you good at comedy? Well, well I mean, I didn't want to bring it up, but I was thinking it's probably, you know, but that's like a total boys club. Well, so she was it's probably like, busy, true. busy too. Like, she, yeah, she they probably rejected her because she was a black woman. Yes, I, was like, oh, I bet she was good, good point, at comedy. Good point. I bet if you ask the Lampoon people, that's what they say. I, as someone who got rejected from all the prestigious like improv things at Northwestern and someone who I think is very talented myself, I would say that I think more was at play than her talent in whether or not she was good because she was on the Lampoon or not. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Every famous person I've heard of from National Lampoon is a white man. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yes. yeah, that that tracks. <laughs> but I do think it's fun. I think it's a cool little fact. And I like that everyone's making a big deal about it. Love that for Katanji. I mean, you yeah, almost need Judge that because she would have been majoring in law. And from my my partner is a former lawyer, so I get some law insights. Oh. And it's just all theater like yeah. that. So it makes yeah. sense that you'd be like, like, yeah, let's do improv because that's exactly what being a lawyer is. You're just improvising and you're just saying yes and to the constitution. Your get is the law. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I have a suggestion, please? Manslaughter. Okay. Can I have a suggestion of an amendment? (laughs) Second. Okay. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Um, Yeah. But good for her. You know, I, I do love, I love that for her. And I just, I think it is a fun little fact. Even though I just shat on it for a while. And there's a number. There's another reason I personally would be friends with Judge Jackson. And that's because she is a big Survivor fan. Oh, and I just talked about Survivor. So I know. And apparently, well, she's also apparently a big reality TV fan. She loves American Idol. Um, She's known during her 
2013 judicial judicial investiture, a former boss joked about Judge Jackson's dedication to watching American Idol and discussing contestant strategy on Survivor. Apparently, um, a former okay, so AJ Kramer, the District of Columbia's federal public defender and a former co-worker of Judge Jackson, talked about her water cooler talk. And he said, quote, what we really missed about her when she left was her talk around the water cooler. She would come in the next morning after every show and she would critique them to lengths on their performance the night before. But if you think her fascination with American Idol is something, her fascination with Survivor is at another level. Oh, I need to know what she thinks about Potato Gate. Well, we all all, you know, everyone, of course. So on Survivor Twitter, everyone is like, I just want to know who her favorite players are. And everyone wants to ask what her favorite season is. And I think she said what her favorite season was at some point. But I can't remember. Um, you want to try to Google it quick? Let me Google it. Yeah, I love it. I love that she's. This is her thing. It's like Judge Grace, Jackson truly is just like well, us. And do you so, feel like Grace, like between the improv and the reality TV show head, that you think you might be destined for greatness? I think I'm going to be next on the Supreme Court easily. Um, <laughs> I can't find her favorite season, but famously. Uh, Sorry to talk about so uh, about Survivor so much this episode, but it keeps coming up organically. Uh, <laughs> famously on happen? Survivor in Final Tribal Council, the way they they have a jury system basically, and the jury can individually ask questions of the finalists. John Cochran, famous winner of Survivor Cameroon season twenty six, uh, before he went on Survivor, he wrote a thesis about how the American jury system could benefit from some of the rules within the survivor jury system. Wait, so, how do you end up on the jury in survivor? You have to, if you make it to the merge and you get voted out, you're on the jury. So oh, okay, okay. basically it's people who are voted out um, of that season. So jury management is a big part of playing survivor because okay. you're voting people out and then you're that. asking them to vote for you. That's how they oh. pick the winner every year. The oh, jury votes. Interesting. Oh, I did not realize that there was a jury. I thought, Oh, Your yeah. jury was There's, like just the people you play with. I didn't realize the jury is you the voted, people you play with, but you, but you stay there after you get voted off. That's well, what. you they go to Ponderosa, which is basically they get food in a bed and then they get to like talk to each other and then they only show up for tribal council to hear from. Based yeah, on the week. that's why I didn't realize. I thought once you were voted off, you were like sent back home. home. No, yeah. no. Also, if you're voted off like before, so not to get too in the to the logistics of survivor um <laughs> there's a there's a part where it's there's like separate tribes that's the beginning stages of the game if you're voted out in that er- period they don't send you home either because they want to sequester you so that because if you show up home a week after you left everyone's gonna be like oh so you don't make yeah. it far. so if you don't make it to the merge you get to go on like a vacation near where they're filming oh that's and the then, best time to get voted off like a dream. i know and then if you make it to the merge you get to be on the jury or, I mean, you, which some... one would you rather if you weren't going to win? If you if you were like, I know I'm not going to win. Would you rather be voted off early and go on vacation or voted off after the merge and be on the jury? Oh, I'd rather be on the jury. Yeah, you want. The I want to do you, the do you also get to party if you're on the jury? Like, do you yes. still get a vacation during the day? So you get to show up to council kind of tipsy. Yeah. Well, you fame. I mean, they famously Ponderosa is kind of like summer camp. You can eat whatever you want. As soon as you get voted off, like you get on the boat and you can order literally whatever food you want. And then you show up to Ponderosa and you all stay together and you talk and you hang out. Uh, There's a lot of great Ponderosa content. They obviously have that on the website. Famously on Heroes versus Villains, 
a bunch of people at Ponderosa started a band and they showed up to tribal council one night in like t-shirts they made for their band. And the producer was like, you can't wear those. It's distracting. No one knows you're in a band. I love it. That is fucking funny. It's incredible. Did they have new shirts for him or did they send them back to go change? (laughs) They will. You're supposed to bring like options of clothes to tribal council. And apparently all of them just only brought their shirts. That's what I would do. Because I'd be like, like this is my these. option. It's yeah. like, topless. They can't make us change if we only have these shirts. And I think they ended up letting them like wear them, but they like covered them up a lot. Oh, oh. Funny. it's really funny. There's a lot to dig into anyway. Which is so, crazy because I feel like they could have used that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny. And they do end up they did end up using it, obviously, later on. And now there's like a whole oral history of this band. I'll have to find it for you. So I guess funny. it's not. Su- I, I think it's I'm interesting surprised you, don't you don't have the, the album. I this I don't think they did an album. They have videos. I've watched the videos. It's very funny. It features for Survivor fans who may not know about this. Heroes versus Villains. The band had Coach, Courtney, um, JT. And I think Amanda and Candace were involved as like extras. That's for Survivor fans. Very funny. It's called like the dragons or something. I'll find the oral history and send the it to the dragon. two of you. Yeah, I this think uh, Ju- Judge Jackson would definitely appreciate that. Judge Jackson is aware of this. I, if she's a Survivor fan, she's aware of the she dragons. knows. I know I'm she knows. So, I'm so curious about her analysis of the show because it seems like it was very heady. Like it seems like she really dug well, in. Yeah, I think it's a lot of I mean. If you think. You don't know the lengths to which I can talk about Survivor. Survivor fans are all very heady. I have a question. Because do you think when you play. you are uh, do you think when you're nominated that to to be a judge mm-hmm. that you have to pick a topic like you have to pick something that you're interested in like because wasn't RBG like a huge opera head and so they're like and then there was the Scalia wasn't he like a big Catholic head so it's like when you're going in they're like you got to pick a thing and I don't know if they have to pick a thing I wonder if they're like primed to pick a thing well I bet it helps to kind of have like a personal thing so that you're seen as more than just like an objective person even though you have to be seen as an objective person but I think there's probably a part of like a little bit of performativeness to being confirmed for the Supreme Court these days because you have to do a hearing. It's probably a good deflection, too, because mm-hmm. they they like to ask very bizarre questions, as we saw with the recent confirmation hearings yeah. that they want to twist it and make it seem like you're a demented person. And so it, it's got to help to be like, no, I watch Survivor just like yeah, you. Like, I watch American Idol like I'm I'm just like you guys. I'm just a normal lady. I'm just a normal lady who happens to just work my ass off. Well, and I think, I mean, the same as Catholicism in a way, like fans of reality TV and Survivor are really committed. Fans of Catholicism, Catholics, are also really committed. So I think it helps to be like really committed to something that a lot of people can stand behind because then it's like a Catholic will implicitly trust a Catholic judge in a way that like maybe they wouldn't trust a non-Catholic judge. I think that's like, true um, up until this Amy lady. Yeah, that's true. Um, that, but, that was kind of like terrifying for even Catholics. I know we're like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? 
But then it's like, um, like if I hear someone's a Survivor fan, I'm like, okay, I trust you in a different way now. I know, like, yeah. there's, I know more about you. I know something about you that makes me look at you differently and better. <laughs> and and it's a good one, you know, because like RBG being an opera head, it's like. How many opera? I mean, well, it tells you old Grace, white women you know are opera lot, ladies. But well, yeah. it tells you a lot about someone if that's like what they like, and it's not like pro or con, right? But you know, it's, it's a, like it oh, so you, you. What you choose to spend your doing, what you choose to spend your free time doing, is like seeing opera. Or she was, she also saw a lot of theater. Or RBG. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of, and for some reason, I'm thinking it was opera. I mean, a lot of them overlap theater. and yeah. There's a lot of crossover there with like the patrons, the vibes. Yeah. Old, I mean, if you look around, people. if you start yeah. looking around at different theaters in L.A., you'll see the same names. Yeah. Yeah. Grace and I compare all the time as a fun as a <laughs> as a fundraising professional. I can tell you that and you guys like text each other. Hey, have you heard of uh, this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but sometimes you never know. The names are on the walls. You can see them. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the don- donors are, donor listings are they, in the program. Unless they say anonymous, it is relatively public. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's part of the incentive. Of yeah, they want it exactly. to be public. Yeah, they exactly. want their name on the fucking wall. But yes, it does speak to to me, someone who is a survivor fan. Uh, what that communicates to me is that they like to. I guess what does that communicate? To it me? sounds to me as someone who is not a survivor head, not because I dislike it, because I just haven't been able to commit to it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot it's to commit that, to. Yeah, it's that they, well, first of all, they have an appreciation appreciation for reality television, which I mm-hmm. respect. But the, and they have a very analytical brain and strategic brain, and they like competition, but they also might not take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. I ha- I mean, I if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. I highly recommend watching all 40 seasons of survivor to anyone if you don't know where to start you can always start at one if old-fashioned tv creeps you out start it's at 17. hard for me it is hard for me maybe i'll start at 17 because i started at one and it was so low quality like definition that i was like this feels like i can't even focus on it and to be fair i mean season one was filmed in 2000 it was very Whoa. the beginning of reality TV. I mean, Survivor created alliances on reality. And they have so, was it the first season they had the um, I can't the remember. Gay man win. But Richard I would say, yeah. And that like was that drama. I, I know I'm a little bit older than you guys. And when he won, it was like people can like like I don't remember anyone saying anything like blatantly homophobic. But it would be very much implied like, well, it's fascinating on TV. It's fascinating to watch, too, because what ended up happening is final three was in the spoilers for season one of Survivor. uh, Final three was Richard and Kelly. And I think. Final four also had Sue and Rudy. Rudy is important because Rudy was like a 70 year old man in the army. And so he was really like Rich's number one ally. Um, and so he would say a lot of like kind of veiled homophobic things. But in like 2000, it was kind of like goofy. But yeah. then Richard Hatch ended up being problematic because he committed tax fraud and then also uh, basically sexually assaulted a woman on season eight. Oh, oh boy. Uh, so Richard Hatch is no longer the king he once was, but he did create alliances. And for that, we thank him. Um, but <laughs> season 17, the reason I suggest that token genes, it's when they first switched to HD. And it's even though. 
the game of survivor moves very fast. Now in season one, it moved very, very slow. I mean, you have to get to like three quarters of the way through the season before alliances start to matter because most people were like, Oh, we're just hanging out on an Island. And Richard Hatch is like, no, I'm creating an Alliance to win. Yeah. He was well, only yeah. doing I it. I think he set up the standard for it. Like that's, that's yeah. one of the big things about when he won was like, oh, he figured this out really fast. Yeah. And then there's also a lot of advantages they get now. So 17 is kind of a fast moving season, but it's still very basics. So it's okay. good to warm Maybe up. Maybe I'll now, start with 17. What if Judge Jackson came out as a weekend fan? I would forgive it. But also, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't think she is because I, if she I would like likes, to know. if she's an improviser. And like Survivor, I just don't think that's her gig. I think she's a Dua Lipa fan. Oh, yeah. I love it. I bet she likes Olivia Rodrigo, too. Oh, yeah. Or at yeah, least she's she- like, oh, I like she's like, oh, this is like, fun. Oh, she's cute. Yeah, exactly. That vibe. She seems pretty hip. Um, she does. And she's also pretty young, right? I was like, do you think in her yeah. 40s or 50s? I think I younger think 40s. than 50s. Yeah, I'm going to Google it really quick. Yeah, Google it. She's 51. 51. Okay. Which is Wait. young for Supreme Which is young Court. for the Supreme Court. I know. Ugh, well, like Amy Coney list. Barrett. Ugh. Fuck mm-hmm. that woman. I said it. I mean, one thing that's uh, really interesting about this, which everyone has discussed at length, so we don't need to get too into it, is that she's the first woman who has served as a public defender who's going to yes. be on the Supreme Court, which is that's very a good interesting. Point. That's, that's hugely important. I listened to a podcast in the last couple of months where they're talking about how it's really hard for lawyers to become public defenders mm-hmm. and stay that way for very long or even stay in law mm-hmm. as a public defender for very long because it's such a brutal job. And yeah, they're treated like shit to be a public defender by a lot of judges, like a lot of judges already because judges, we really need to evaluate how people become judges because there's a whole history of really terrible judges that are misogynistic oh, yeah. and racist, and they have their jobs because they're appointed it. And then they have they have it for a lifetime. Right. So there's a lot of like outdated stuff that happens in courtrooms. And so like then yeah. you're also a public defender where you're not making the same amount of money as mm-hmm. maybe your colleagues. And you're trying to actually like what's at stake is usually like someone's freedom or life. Yeah. And so it's just like a really brutal, brutal job where you just shit on constantly. Mm-hmm. So that's incredible yeah. that she started there because one of the things they were talking about as lawyers who have gone through this is like how it gives you so much perspective on how the legal system works and how we as a society treat people and treat people who are you know, going through the court system. And so they were saying in that podcast that like every lawyer should have to be a public defender before they could become a lawyer, a private lawyer or whatever, because it gives you so much perspective. So I think that's interesting. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. I think think it makes her more empathetic, if anything. Mm -hmm. She also apparently was a in a drama course at Harvard and she was partnered with Matt Damon. I was just about to say that what I see is this Matt Damon thing. And she said, although I was pretty good, I doubt he'd remember me now. I got to know what scene they did. I know. Lady Macbeth and Macbeth. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) She was also the editor of the Harvard Law Review. So love that for her. She went to the same high school as Jeff Bezos, which is Mm -hmm. upsetting because he was abducted into their hall of fame abducted no 
inducted. inducted. I was like, they took him. From he was the abducted, him. and she has not yet been. But I'm sure she, she will, will be. be. Yeah, I'm sure she will be. Oh, Jeff Bezos. You know, like <laughs> no one. Uh, one I just heard this recently. Like no one from his high school or college like remembered him at all. Mm-hmm. Like he was such a boring weirdo type of dude that like people were like yeah i guess he was there <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. really remember that's it. funny that's really funny well that that is our our personal roundup on judge jackson uh, there's obviously a lot out there about her and we of course encourage you to look her up read about her because she's historical she's historical just by the nature of being the first black woman and hopefully she's going to be historical because she's going to make Roe versus Wade go away. I mean, Mm -hmm. the turning it over. Um, And it's, it's good to see, you know, a more liberal leaning judge. Yeah. Because now we just got to wait for Clarence Thomas to have a heart attack and (laughs) replace him with another liberal. When he was in the hospital, I was like, yeah. But then when he came out of the hospital, I was like, oh, I'm like, there's no way he has a long life expectancy, right? He's kind of overweight and he's old. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I but it was refreshing to finally see a judge that I view as like, oh, I'm excited to see that person on the court finally after all these years. Yeah. Yeah. And and to see that out of all the racist and terrible things that we saw Republican senators saying. Yeah. That they didn't seem to seriously pursue the Mm -hmm. type of hate shit that they were saying. Like, Oh yeah. They were just doing it for attention and sound bites and whatever for their midterm elections. And also because they're literally prevented. They have literally like when Obama was president, they, they wouldn't, they made They'd it so Merrick difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's good to see that they were just like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give it to them. We have two ultra conservative Nazis. They or can maybe have one. three. <laughs> one yeah. of them definitely sold and bought for. Um, anyways, look into it. Um, until next week, you can find us on our social media platforms. Uh, Courtney, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at C underscore Doisy and on Twitter at the real Doisy. Grace, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the Grace Piper. Bridget, where can everybody find you? You can find me, same platforms at Bridget underscore suck it. You can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the Gossier. There we have a link where you can submit Goss to us and we will talk about it more than likely. Um, it's been a while since we've heard from anyone. Yeah, so feel say, free submit, to submit some goss because the past like week has been any rough, any guys. assistance where we know people are interested. Please send it our way. And it could be anything from your own family goss to celebrity goss. We're pretty open ended on the type of goss. Yeah. Just make it juicy. Um, <laughs> and you could show support for this podcast by giving us a five-star review on both 
Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts that's available to you. Please do that. That helps verify us. And if you want to show further support, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Gossier. We'll see you guys next week. Court is adjourned. Court adjourned for now. Uh.